guys. You're listening to Mama Knows Podcast with your host, Nina Cavajola, aka Balconina. Join in weekly as she walks alongside you to navigate topics around motherhood, mental health, self-love, and relationships. The good, bad, and funny. Raise your hand if you are in a relationship rut right now, whether it is with your husband, wife, or just someone you're dating. Are you in a rut? It is. I feel like it's a rut season. Maybe maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's because I'm just bitter that I live in Wisconsin and it's cold and gloomy and there's nothing to do and I have two kids and I don't have anyone to watch them so I can go do something with my husband. That's my rant. My husband and I are in a rut and that's so normal. I feel like people don't normalize this stuff. It is absolutely normal to feel like your relationship is boring. Actually, most of your relationship, especially if it's long term, is going to be boring, right? Especially from an outsider's perspective. You have routines. You do the same thing every day. But there are ways we can get out of these ruts. There are ways we can spark our relationships, which is why I'm talking to John today. He's our relationship expert, and we are talking about relationship ruts. Let's jump in. Hi, John. Thank you so much for being here today. I'm so excited to talk about relationship ruts because I feel like we're all feeling it right now. My community on Instagram is like, yeah, this sucks. Winter sucks. We're coming out of COVID and just my relationship is in a rut. And I'm excited to talk about how to get out of that rut with you. But first, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do? Yes. And thanks so much for having me, by the way. So my name is John Dioka. I am a nurse practitioner by background. So I've been working in this relationship space, I want to say five years now, maybe six years, 2017. So what is that? Six years now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I kind of stumbled into this. So I was working initially as an advanced practice nurse in plastic surgery and aesthetics. Mm-hmm. So working on people's faces, everyone just would talk to me about their dating and relationships. And being in that line of work was not as fulfilling to me as this was. And it, it kind of just catapulted from there. And then in 2017 is when I established, um, this was initially called Revisions by John Ryan, because uh, I kind of wanted to do both. But then I fully went into the relationship space as a uh, dating and relationship coach. That's amazing. So mm-hmm. you, I saw on your website, you have like one-on-ones, you do... Um, courses and all kinds of stuff. So that's pretty cool that you went from nursing to that. I feel like as nurses and my listeners here know I'm a nurse too, but I feel like as nurses, we're like already therapists, like in our hearts, like we just want to help people all around. So, so fitting for you. We are. Um, and yeah. I teach mental health nursing for uh, undergrad students too. So I oh, mean, mental you? health is essential to, um, to everything we do. Yeah. Hundred percent. It is so important and very important for nurses to uh, understand it too. So we're going to talk about relationship ruts, and uh, I like to ask all my experts because people think that experts have no problems, but we're all human, right? So I I didn't put this question on your thing because I wanted Mm. to surprise you, but Mm. tell us. I love surprises. (laughs) (laughs) I want you to tell us. 
What is a relationship issue or rut or conflict that you've had recently where you're like, oh, this sucks? Yeah. Um, so, well, one, I'm, I wouldn't say I'm newly single, but I'm, I'm recently single. In the last two years, I came out of a relationship um, at, I guess it was the height of COVID. I, would, I don't know what to call it, but in December of 2020, I ended a relationship and I immediately wanted to get into another one. So I guess I was in a rut into the new online dating where I wasn't finding, let's say, a, a partner of my choice. And I was dating a lot. Um, how I kind of got myself out of that rut and the rut was not necessarily finding a suitable partner was just by kind of taking a break from dating. Because sometimes you need that break. And this mm-hmm. is, goes to my singles out there. But when we are in a relationship and we find ourselves in a rut, it's important to kind of take some time to be introspective and evaluate on what's going on. Because oftentimes, I see this very uh, commonly, we are on autopilot in our relationships and we're lacking the intention and the effort that we need to put. So whether that's putting the effort to remain some kind of romanticism, which I'm sure we'll touch on at some point uh, in our discussion that we overemphasize romanticism, but also like how are we meeting our partner's needs, fine tuning ourselves into what our partner wants and really building that intimacy versus Mm -hmm. overemphasizing some of the more trivial parts of a relationship. Yeah, that's so good. Um, Actually, I I really want to start with normalizing ruts, like... Mm -hmm. Right. Is that what we're going to call them? Relationship ruts. I want to normalize it because I think people, a lot of couples think, oh, we're not okay. We're not doing well. And this is the end all be all. And that's not really true. Right. Like we all go through ruts and everything in life. So I want you to tell us like, how do all relationships go through ruts? Talk more on that. And then how often and like, is it normal? What's not normal about it? Yeah. And I think it's important we need to define what a rut is, because when I hear rut, at least from my perception, it's almost a lack of fun in a relationship or a lack of excitement. So is is that what the rut is? Or is it a lack of intimacy in terms of connection? So it's a lack of something that's, you know, in my perception, that's what a rut is. So mm-hmm. getting clear, if we feel like we're in a rut on what that rut means to you, mm-hmm. um, you know, I think there's a lot of people out there that are relationship thrill seekers. So, and I, I, I say this because if we're jumping from one relationship to the next only for excitement, then we're always going to get into these ruts because we're not going to know what the downslope of a relationship is when relationships get boring, which they all do. Like, mm-hmm. especially when we're in long-term relationships for 10 years, like we can't have excitement going on for all this time. And it's like, how do we manage to enjoy the stillness and the tranquility of those moments? Mm-hmm. That's so important to note because you're right. Like in, especially in the beginning of a relationship, it's so exciting. Everything is so you're go, go, go. You're dating, you're getting to know each other. And then my husband and I, we've been married going on seven years. And right now we're in this like winter blues rut, like 
there's we live in Wisconsin. There's literally nothing to do. We have two kids. We're both going crazy. We both have our own issues. We work from home and we're in a rut. Like kind of like you said, there's like lack of excitement, um, lack of motivation to like, I don't know. I, I almost feel like he annoys the shit out of me every day. And for no reason, like he's not doing anything bad. I just like his presence annoys me and I feel like an ass. But uh, so that's the kind of rut like I'm thinking in this moment when you're in a rut like that, is that, I mean, how common, how common is that? And does that happen often? Like, do you see partners that come to you or people that come to you? How often do ruts happen? Like, is there a cycle? Well, very often. And I think, how old are your kids, by the way? Uh, Four and a half and one and one and a half. So like very hard stage. Right. So we're at the hard stages. So we're also in a transitional stage in your relationship where it's important to see how we're going to navigate the nuances of parenthood. So what does that look like when we're taking time away from our partnership and adding it to, you know, a child that's one and a half, but then we also have, you know, this preschool age student, I'm a student, preschool age child now um, in the mix adding to our priorities amongst, you know, job responsibilities and whatnot. So here we have uh, a relationship that probably needs some attention. And how can we shift that to get it the attention it needs while juggling all these other responsibilities that life Mm -hmm. throws at us? So it's kind of, we have to kind of be intentional and strategic on how we're going to maneuver around this. Um, And it's hard. Mm -hmm. So what I'm hearing you say is ruts are extremely common, especially in different Mm -hmm. phases of life. Like Mm -hmm. my listeners uh, are more like me. We're typically young parents in relationships, um, dealing with little kids and also trying to keep spark in our marriages. So for my listeners and myself, you're saying Ruts are normal, especially in this season of life. So now how do we get out of this rut? What what are some little things we can do that don't necessarily cost money? Like, Because people will say like dating is really expensive these days. What are some little things we can do in our relationships to get out of these ruts or these like moments of boringness in our relationships, especially when we're juggling families? Well, one, don't make this an independent responsibility bring your partner in on this so instead of and i i i see this a lot with females is that we want to take on the burden of something else in addition to you know to the children we're taking care of but like how can we almost i don't want to say save the relationship but how can we fix this bring your spouse your partner into this and saying listen here's where we're at Let's bring the storm this together because I'm feeling irritated. Mm -hmm. I'm using your words. What are you feeling? What are some ideas we could create together so that we can have, you know, whatever we're hoping to achieve, like in this dynamic at this time, whether that be peace, calmness, you know, excitement, whatever it is. Mm. And talk about some of the constraints. So if money is a constraint, you know, 
a simple idea if you know dates are expensive. So maybe we could have a relative come over and babysit and do a picnic on the floor at home where the kids are, you know, in another room, but you're having some time alone to create some intimacy. Maybe it's watching a movie picnic on the floor, playing a game where you're kind of re-getting to know each other. Because also, as life changes, we change. Um, our priorities are changing. So how are we also learn relearning each other through all these changes that we're having? Because parenthood changes us. So what new values are we learning about our partner? And how are we keeping these conversations alive? Um, and creating this kind of, or I should say, recreating this kind of connection. Because I think this is sometimes where relationships could go wrong and where disconnection happens in these moments and marriages might not last. Mm. What do you see as the most common denominator of like relationships that are, they start in like a small rut and then they just dissolve. They they go into like the we're separating or we're divorcing. Do you see a common theme of where someone could have saved, quote unquote, saved the relationship? I think the most common theme, if I had to put it into one category, is that we shy away from having the difficult conversations. Um, and the difficult conversations, as challenging or anxiety producing they may be, they could really bring us close together. From my own personal experience, my most recent relationship that I had, we fought all the time. And it was probably my most healing relationship that I had. And I don't look and we're best friends to this day. We transitioned beautifully from partners to best friends because our fights brought us together. So don't shy away from these conversations that could create more intimacy, more understanding. Just be able to work on yourself more and create a better understanding. And know that like you don't have to show up any kind of way in an argument. And mm -hmm. you could always take a time out and revisit something. Mm -hmm. I'm curious your thoughts on the people that say, oh, we never fight. We don't ever disagree. We we get along about everything. That, as you can probably sense in my tone, like that annoys me when people say that. Because how can you literally agree 100% with everything another person's doing? But that's my just personal opinion as someone who literally coaches couples and a, a relationship expert. What is your opinion on that? Do you think that that's true or do people just have different um, different definitions of disagreeing? Well, so that this is a little bit of a loaded question, but I'll, I'll answer <laughs> it this way. So more often than not. I think an answer like that is someone trying to project an image of perfection mm -hmm. or avoiding conflict altogether. So yeah, they might not fight, but that's because they don't want to have any conflict at all. So they're just sweeping things under the rug. Yeah. That's more often than not. Sure. But, I mean, sure. There could be some couples, maybe they're just so their values and, you know, interests are so aligned, maybe they don't fight on much things. Could be. Or these are couples that have been together maybe for six months and they haven't even gotten to their first. Yeah. Yet. 
Yeah. So what I'm hearing is it is totally normal to have disagreements, but it's important to have those difficult discussions about your disagreements. It's healthy. And to me, the more fighting, the better. It's more so how are you rebounding from those fights that determines how healthy you are. Okay, so I have like the best marriage ever because we fight like every day. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, no. Um, okay, so back to my annoying comment. Uh, oh, I've heard a lot of women say on my social media, and I agree, I'm in the same boat. My partner is annoying me. And how do I get out of this mindset? How do I change my personal mindset about how I feel about him being annoying, him or her? I would say the first thing we need to do is like take a deeper look into this. Because if we're just getting annoyed by things that don't typically annoy us, there might be something bigger going on. So like, have we overlooked too many things that now things are annoying us that might be tip like, um, that might not typically annoy us? Um, Or is something being displaced too? So could there be something going on in another area of your life where your partner's the easier outlet? So like, is something suffering at work where it's easier that you could be annoyed at your husband, but you can't be annoyed at your boss? So this is is an invitation for introspection here and Mm. some deep digging. And this is what relationships do. They are mirrors to hold up to yourself on what's going on inside. So that's how we should be looking at relationships. They invite us to be even more introspective. Mm-hmm. These are and not what, opportunities um, to us first for us to escape. Mm-hmm. That's when they're not good. Yeah. So once you've done that work, like that self-evaluation and you figured out, okay, he's annoying me because I'm just so overwhelmed my kids are driving me crazy. I'm doing everything, everything. And I'm saying all this because I, in my head, I know like I'm only doing everything because I'm choosing to do everything or I'm not cho- or I'm not willing to see the, all the things he's doing. So when I figured out, okay, it's me. I'm the problem. It's me. <laughs> you know, the Taylor Swift song. Um, so once I figure that out, how do I slowly like unravel and start showing that like appreciation and love towards my partner and rebuilding that connection and getting out of that rut? I mean, so this is where we could invite some vulnerability. So where if we're taking on too much, can we have this conversation where it's like, my plate is full. I need your help with, I don't know, feeding the baby at night or you know, taking care of this chore and bringing our partner into conversations like this is because I'm at my breaking point and I don't want us, our relationship to suffer because it's things like this, where it's making me feel annoyed with you. And it's really not you. It's me. Mm -hmm. Now imagine if this was told to you, would you take it personal? Maybe. So it's more, how are we going to polish this language too? So that what we're saying our partner could receive as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I I think just from experience too, um, depending on where your partner is in their mindset, your 
the way you say things to them, even if to you, it's like completely respectful and out of love. It depends on where they are in their mindset on how they'll perceive that. Right. Like I could say to my husband, I don't know. I could say to him, um, could you X, Y, and Z, please, blah, blah, blah. He would be like, well, that was condescending. Mm -hmm. You know, he could completely take it wrong. And I feel like that's where a lot of like arguments can happen too, is tone and just the way we perceive each other. And um, so how would you recommend a reaction? So say I say something to my partner, he takes it personal, he takes it the wrong way. What do I say back? Because my initial response would be to get defensive. Like, no, I didn't mean it like that. Chill out. I posted something on Instagram. I think it was like a week or two ago. And it was very simple. When we're taking accountability, we're we're just going to start saying, I'm sorry. And we're going to ask how we can improve or how can we have handled this better? What This is what I wanted to say. This is my message. This is where I'm at. Mm. How would this have landed better for you to receive this? And have that that discussion. I like that. I've actually never heard that advice. Like, just literally ask them, how do you want me to say it? Mm -hmm. This is what I'm dealing with right now. Um, It's really not you. It's me. What? How? How could I say this so that you're not taking this personal, which it's not, but it is still affecting our relationship? Yeah, I love that. That's great advice. Mm -hmm. That's great advice. Okay, so now we're in this rut. It's winter. It's COVID. Whatever else anyone else is dealing with. What are some very quick ways you can create a spark in your relationship to hopefully get out of that rut? So I mentioned like, you know, Finding little creative ways of getting to know each other. So whether that be like, I think it's like creative space. I have to think of the name, but there's almost little card games out there for us to build emotional connection. Mm -hmm. You could think of ideas depending on what the budget is, of course. So I'm just going to start small. So whether if we're on a $0 budget or a low dollar budget, have a date night in home where we're doing a little picnic on the floor. If we have more money, we could take a little weekender trip or take a surprise trip into a warmer climate. Um, Learn what your love language is or love what the love language is and start doing activities appealing to that as well. So if my partner, I know they liked active service, I could create a spark where maybe I haven't been doing this, picking up their dry cleaning, setting out outfits for them, to go to work in the morning. Things like this will create connection. If they're, if maybe one of their love languages is gifts, maybe I could leave them a note in the morning, um, like a little love note on the mirror or at the bedside table, or I could get them you know, flowers in the morning, something like that. Little tokens of what, how they like to be loved. And you could even ask them like, How do you feel loved? You don't have to do a quiz on this. It doesn't have Mm -hmm. to be that technical. Start talking more and understanding each other and what the needs are. Yeah. So definitely doing the little things for your partner that are free, that makes them feel loved. Mm -hmm. Um, And I know my husband's love language is quality time. Mm -hmm. And then I... (laughs) 
I personally just don't want to be touched and I want to be left alone. So it's like, it's really hard for me to like give him that. Um, but I try, I, you know, I try to do the whole, like, I'll sit with you. You can cuddle me. <laughs> well, so cuddling is really going to be physical touch, but quality time is going to be setting a time for just the two of you to spend time together. Yeah. So almost carving out in the schedule, like just, you know, you and him time. Yeah, like undivided attention time. And I feel like exactly. I'm in that. I personally am in the season of life where I have so much going through my head, like about my kids, about my job, about you just everything so that mm -hmm. the relationship takes the back burner naturally. But definitely we'll need to figure out some quick fixes on quality time because quality time. I don't know. For me, it's a hard one because I feel like if you really need to like give them a lot of time to show them that you love them, unless you have some like easy quality time. Well, ask how much is too little? How much is too much? Yeah. I got five minutes. What do you want? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Maybe he only needs a half a half hour set aside a week to feel loved. Yeah. That's and that could true. be a simple fix. Half hour a week. I could do that. That's a good idea. I'll have to ask him. John, thank you so much for sharing all this with us today. And I feel like you have so uh, your social media is great uh, resource too. I looked through a ton of your posts, which is how I found you originally. I love that you are a male voice speaking to relationships and and I love that you have a nursing background. That's like makes me biased for sure. Mm. Uh, could you tell my listeners where we can find you and how we can connect? Yeah, so I'm on Instagram at the Relationship Prescriber, and my website is therelationshipprescriber.com. And you could connect with me either one of those ways. Thank you so much, John. Thank you. BRB, I'm gonna go ask Tom how much actual quality time he needs in a week, because I was thinking like he needed some every single day, but like if it's a half hour a week, I think I can do that. I hope you got something amazing out of this episode. And if you're in a rut, girl, you're not alone. I'm feeling it too. And as always, if you enjoyed this episode, make sure you leave me a review, follow on socials and come back next time.